Thank you for tuning in to Z Code Sports Betting Podcast. Let the show begin. Hey, Chris, aka Mr. Pink, welcome to the Z Code Podcast. Obviously, I like to get a better understanding of the person's background that we're talking to. And in this case, can you give me sort of a rundown of your personal background? Could you tell me where you're from and where did you grow up? Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Jake. Uh, it's great to be on the podcast. So, I grew up um, in northeastern Pennsylvania, uh, about five minutes from the New York border. Um, and uh, I think I, know, I was there until I was about 18. And then I uh, went to school at Penn State for a year and then finished college in upstate New York at Rochester. And now I live in Charleston, South Carolina. All right, cool. So we like to hear everyone's opinion about betting in their region. So how do you feel like do you do you get a lot of freedom or do you struggle to find markets uh well here in south carolina we're kind of stuck in the 1860s or so uh so gambling is not really legal here yet so i use a lot of offshore books uh i have a few locals that i use as well uh and when i go home to pennsylvania i can use like FanDuel and you know all those for bet rivers all those are legal up there now so when i'm at home visiting my parents i can use the actual books but i get by all right so fan duel is that like the the fantasy type of bookmaker or yeah uh so yeah that's how they originally started like uh fan duel and DraftKings. they they were like the daily fantasy sports but now they actually have their own sports books opens to open to um okay. And they're they're kind of run in like certain states that have legalized it and opened it up. So, did you get into the fantasy sports betting as well, or I, you know, I, I always do, I, I do fantasy football. Um, I've done fantasy baseball my whole life. Uh, I got a little into daily fantasy sports. I actually did did it for NASCAR for a little while. That was actually my best one. Um, but I don't really get into it that much. Uh, there's some there's some guys out there though that that are they make million dollars a year doing daily fantasy sports, but it was just not my thing. It's kind of mind-boggling to me that it's legal to to do the fantasy sports pretty much anywhere in the U.S. Right? Uh, yeah. But it's not. It's obviously illegal to put money on sports. Uh, as and a I whole. think that that's kind of an ongoing like legislative issue that they've had going back and forth. Like, how is it legal to do the daily fantasy sports but not have sports betting? Because daily fantasy sports kind of the same thing, but you know, still very different. Plus, they all take a cut on anything anyway, so there's always that rake. <laughs> so, for myself, being from Europe, I'm not really that much of an expert when it comes to fantasy sports. Can you explain to me what sort of what what is is it all about? Oh, I mean, I, I'd, far, I'd say I'm far from an expert in anything, especially fantasy sports. Um, a lot of it, a guy that I talk to a lot, his name's uh, Mike McClure. Uh, he works for CBS Sportsline, but I'm in his Discord, and he's a predictive data engineer. So I'm pretty sure that they have you know models like we have models for like sports betting, and they have models for that and to predict who's going to perform at the top each day. So they change up their lineups and everything um with fantasy football i don't do like any crunching or anything i do like four or five leagues a year ranging from like fifty dollars to like a thousand dollars for the league and then you know they split the first second third prize money at the end um but a lot of it i I use a lot of the same info for that that i do for sports betting you know uh, just kind of understanding the matchups on the field 
and uh, who's who's playing, who's got the you know better defenses, where where there's holes in the defenses, and what players can take advantage of it. Um, so a lot, lot, a lot of stuff like that. Pretty similar to sports betting. You're looking at a lot of the same things. Uh, but you get to pick your own team, right? It's sort of you, you pick individual players rather than betting yeah. the team as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Um, really. So you're picking one whole defense, but then the offense is made up of in, individual players from uh, from different teams. Okay. So I'm guessing this is sort of how you got into sports betting through this sort of gateway drug, which is <laughs> the fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. It's, I guess you could call it that. Uh, it, it definitely had a part in it. Uh, I, I did fantasy, you know, pretty much my whole life. Um, I guess I got into sports betting and the first time I kind of talked about it in like my bio I wrote up. Uh, up until 2018, I'd never really got into any sports investing um i'd really mostly been a casual poker player then maybe blackjack i played a lot of craps craps was really my game um and then the one day uh i i I understood it but just never got into it and i was with a couple of my friends of the they were watching the 2018 world cup and my one buddy who played uh college soccer was like hey we got a bet on Germany. They're playing South Korea. It's a lock. It's a lock. And I was like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't I don't, like it. I don't feel good about it. Uh, so they ended up taking like, I guess like minus 280 money line or something on Germany that day. And they put, I don't know, maybe like 500 bucks a piece on it or something. And they lost to South Korea. And I, from that day on, I was like, I was so interested. I was like, how did this favorite lose? You know, I, I wanted to understand uh, everything that went into it. So that was actually when I first got into sports betting. So after that, I knew a guy uh, from my hometown who actually ran a book. He's, you know, he's kind of the old school type. And uh, I just texted him. I was like, hey, I want to I want to get on your book. And he was like, all right, cool. So that was when uh, when it all started for me. All right, cool. So I'm guessing it's one of those old fashioned type of bookmakers where you have to meet the person and in person <laughs> yeah yeah so i i actually grew up with him he's a good family friend uh he's not like mafia or anything like that but uh <laughs> yeah I, I grew up with him so i knew him uh we kind of already had that level of trust established cool i'm just making sure it's not butcher <laughs> no it's, it's not I, I definitely know it's not <laughs> he's, you know he, his business i can tell you right now he's not one guy i would want to owe money either <laughs> <laughs> so You've you've got into sports betting around two years ago, so then I'm guessing you were sort of sniffing around on the internet and you stumble upon Z code. Is that kind of what happened? How did you get into the community? What yeah, so you in? I kind of uh, I was trying to give like a brief rundown of it. I, I I did fairly well at first on my own. I was just like I, I from my knowledge of sports and like who was good and who wasn't. So. Uh, eventually it started to go like pretty south and I was like, okay, I got to figure something out. And then I, I fell for one of the scam decappers as old school calls them. And I got wrapped up in webs, just like jumping around from handicapper to handicapper because they market to you. And I was like, oh, this guy's winning. I got to get on and follow him. So every time I'd get on, like they would start losing and hit that regression like streak. And so I'd lose with them. And then like, I'd get off good with another guy thinking he's going to win and he would get cold. So I was like, at some point, it just got old, and I was like, "Man, I, I feel like I'm smart enough. I got to be able to figure this stuff out." Uh, 
so that was when I started looking around for like anything that could help me. Um, and I think I ran across the line reversal tool first, or maybe it was a scores predictor. Um, I can't even, I think it's just a Google search. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started reading more about Z code. Um, I think I, I had somebody who had used it before and I asked them about it. And back when they were investing, they, they'd used it. So I, I got a good recommendation. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to get on here and see what happens. Cool. So can you tell me how these so-called scam decappers work? I know they like to post a lot of winners, and that's probably the main, attract, the main attraction that pulls people into it. But how do they go about when they lose bets do you communicate with them afterwards are they trying to sell you another pick or try to give you something for free or how does it yeah. work uh so the, a lot of times yeah that they, they love to shout the wins and then they whisper mm-hmm. the losses um and rarely you do you ever see like a full-on like recap that you know we kind of get accustomed to on on the community um but yeah they, they'll yeah, you message them and say, you know, I I want the play. Like, how do I get on? They're like, oh yeah, twenty five bucks and guaranteed winner. Here you go. So a lot of it's marketing on their part, uh, and so they'll give you the play. And then like, obviously, you, you probably the first time like I did, you bet way more than you need to, like you should be because you think it's gonna win and they're guaranteeing it. Uh, so you end up losing usually the first time they're like oh no no they don't give you your money back but i got you the next time i got you the next one the next one's a lock and and it just it goes from there and then maybe you win one time you can like maybe you catch a good one from them and then you join them for a month and you follow them for that month and then win a couple days and then you know here it comes like they start going down and you're just like still trusting them because they got that one in there um but yeah it's a, a lot of marketing and it's easy to get caught up in man mm. So recently, I read a message you posted on the Z code wall saying that you've been sort of investing for more or less just on over a year, uh, which is what pretty much what you said. Well, you've been investing for a great portion of your life, but the real sort of investing, as it seems, has sort of began just over a year ago when you joined Z code community. Um, so. You also started putting out confident plays and you win money based on your own personal analysis. What helped you with uh, such a fast progression to where you are now? Um, so I would say, yeah, I would, I would say I went from, you know, betting to investing uh, around the time I joined Zcode. I, I definitely wouldn't say like I'm a, like an expert or anything. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm kind of just working day to day. I guess, you know, I started uh, getting a little more confident, uh, you know, when I would I make my own plays. You know, I do I do follow a lot of the people on the wall. Um, and at some point I was like, you know, I think I'm, I'm confident to start putting stuff out. Uh, so I started, you know, putting some plays out. Uh, I think it was in mid-baseball season and end of baseball season. Um followed MLB a lot and you know we, we have a pretty good positive community so uh I, I figured I'd you know at least get some support um and then you know learn something in the process and uh you know that at some point you know this old, like old school jumped in Christopher jumped in and and these veterans out there and they kind of they, they supported me and you know they helped me keep that confidence to to try to keep working and get better 
<laughs> That's really cool. So what's what are some of the main things that you still sort of struggle with in terms of betting? Man, there's I I could go on for days about that. Uh, go on. <laughs> yeah, no, it, Why not? it's a constant it's a constant struggle. I'd say my biggest thing is, is like self doubt. Uh, especially if if you miss a couple and you get cold, like I, I went zero for three yesterday and this morning, and I was just like, I don't even want to get up and do this right now. Uh, but you know, you just gotta you gotta keep plugging away. So I, once you get past that like self doubt block, um, then you then you kind of you know build yourself back up. Uh, it's a it's a constant roller coaster. You just gotta keep yourself in check. Uh, try not try not to get you know the the. The lows always seem worse than they really are, and the highs always seem better than they really are. So it's just about keeping that level. That's really um, true. It is one of the the main things in terms of like how to how to keep your cool when you're losing bets. Yeah, and and you know you you, you feel bad, especially if you get people following them and stuff. Uh, people, you know, on, on the wall, especially. Um, so, I mean, all you can do is apologize and, and just let them know, like, you know, I felt good about the process here. Like, we're, we're going to get the next one, you know. And uh, I think that that's kind of like the next thing that I would struggle with uh, in terms of, like, just, like, which plays I put out. Because I, I do make more plays than just the ones I put on the wall. Uh, so I try to put out my most confident ones that, that I usually have, uh, have, have myself put together. Um, and, and sometimes, like... I'll have like three or four plays on like my personal card for the day, and I'm like, which one do I feel is best to to give to other people? Um, so I struggle with like narrowing that down, and then you, there's always the fear of like, you know, somebody comes on like a sharp somewhere in Vegas decides, you know, this is this is the actual right play, and then the line moves and it moves against you, and you're like, well, I already gave it out, you know, so mm. how do you write it? So that's just like another fear you you develop. Um, Oh, that's probably um, another one of the fears that I, I could probably think of is going against someone in the community. But that's just the the nature of it because you have your own system, you have your own analysis, so mm -hmm. you will be going against people from time to time. But this is based on your own personal perception. I think this is how you see the bet going in that direction. So you know, people will Definitely. follow either either side of the the coin based on the system they follow and not. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that that's how, you know, that's how betting markets work, you know. Uh, they're, they're trying to pin down a number. The books are trying to make a number that they think they can get people on one side and the other side. Uh, so that way, you know, they're kind of, you know, hedged automatically. They're making money regardless on the juice. So th as long as they can make a number that gets people enough on one side, and then they'll, you know, that's why they fluctuated after once they hit that opening line. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, I think that that fear is that's that's one of the deeper things that I struggle with. <laughs> what about uh, overbetting? Do you ever have the issue yeah. with that? Did that did that a lot at first. Uh, didn't really have anything resembling proper bankroll management till I got to Z code. Uh, yeah, you know, I just put in a number basically, like pick the number, and that's what I was betting. I no like no confidence level or assigned like quantification to the confidence level on what I was gonna bet. Uh so yeah, that and chasing chasing losses, just shooting from the hip, like, you know, this team's good. I'm just throwing, you know, five hundred on the money line. Like let it rip. Uh 
so that was that was one thing that I learned. Uh, and I think it's great that we really we really preach that in the community, um, especially for newer members to learn proper bankroll management. Yes. So you have devoted yourself towards the American sports. Could you tell me if this is what your main focus is on, or run me through um, what your system is based on? So it's been it's been a strange ride. Uh, I got into, you know, I've always been into American sports, uh, but when COVID hit and the shutdown hit back in March of 2020, um, that was when I kind of had like this time because I was working from home and that was when I could really like devote myself to like learning how to, how to actual like handicap games myself uh, and everything was shut down. So all there was, was like Russian table tennis, but then uh, uh, Bundesliga came back and I had always followed you know a little epl here and there uh, i was a, not a huge soccer fan uh football fan as you guys say uh but that was when i kind of got into bundesliga because that was the only thing going besides like all this other hoopla and so uh that really kind of got me into soccer more um so i i do keep up with it uh i don't think i'm necessarily good at handicapping it i, I kind of know my way around but when I make a play, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll make sure I've done my research and felt confident enough in it. Um, but then, you know, we started to get MLB back and, uh, you know, then we knew we were having an NFL season and college football and then college basketball. Um, so that was just where my expertise, I feel like, was more applicable in those American sports. I wouldn't say I'm only American sports, but if I get out enough, uh, I try to kind of stick within my comfort zone. That helps. You really didn't have much to choose from during the COVID times, especially no. the, towards the beginning. It was kind of funny. It was like table tennis, and you know, I've I've had chats with people oh, who went so uh, who went uh, professional around the time, so around December, really? yeah, they went pro, made an announcement, and then <laughs> COVID happened, and it's kind of like your whole life revolves around betting, and then you kind of suppressed in terms of what you can bet on so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> did you, did, could, you put yeah. Any, did you put any of your money on the sort of table tennis and <laughs> other ridiculous <laughs> no, things no that comment. were available at that time <laughs> no comment uh i mean i igor smirnov he was my boy i, <laughs> I played him a couple times that was that was bad, man. We had the videos of the guys in like a warehouse in Russia with like tarps on the walls. I was like, I, I couldn't believe I actually put like actual U.S. dollars on that. But uh, never didn't get hit too bad. Got out of there, you know, with my head above water. And that was around the time that actually I found Z code, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna, you know, start working on something else. <laughs> <laughs> so you found Z code, and I'm. Sure, you are a great fan of a lot of the tools that are available to you. Which ones are your favorite, and which ones do you use for your systems? Uh, yeah. So actually, uh, like I said, I found like the line reversal tool, and that that's definitely a big one. I, I keep an eye on that. I uh, love the different parts of the game center. I have it up right now. I use the uh, gotten into the oscillator tool quite a bit, uh, so I'm trying to really hone in on that and kind of get a better understanding. Um, I love, uh, the, uh, I love just having the forums. Uh, there's like a lot, a lot, like a library of knowledge in there from a lot of these great experts that have been on Z code. Um, like 
I actually I, I have Brandon's bookmark, so every now and then like I'll pick something in his and I'll just try to pick through something in his forum and try to, you know, get into his head a little bit and learn something. Um and then I like the uh the live bot. The Z code live bot is pretty cool. Uh a lot of times I don't I don't really like playing all the juice that uh the time that it shoots out to play. Um but I'll I'll keep an eye on the game. I'll you know put it on my flash score. And if it gets you know around that like that dollar twenty dollar ten you know little juice line, then I'll, I'll jump on and like try to get that right at the time of that extra goal. And, you know a lot of that's timing, uh, but that's definitely one of my favorite tools. You mentioned life betting, so my next question would be, what sort of bookmakers do you use for life betting in the U.S.? Because that's always a tough one, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I have like my local is actually like. Crap. One of them's kind of crap uh, for live betting. I don't really use that for live much. It's mostly like uh, I know which books have like better lines and what I'm looking for, so I'll start there if I need to go there. Um, most of my live betting I do on Heritage. Uh, excuse me, uh, Heritage, or uh, I have another local that uses the same live uh, live tools as Bet365. And they, have, they usually have pretty good live lines uh, and good selections on there. So a lot of them, like if I'm doing, uh, sometimes I do the one goal game progression that Brendan does. So I'll try to follow him on that. And I try to use the Bet365 setup for that. That's like the best one for that uh, that system. So those are really the only two that I use for live. And I, I try not to do too many live bets. Um, and if I do, like the other night, it was like the Crichton-Yukon game. And I think Creighton was down like thirteen to two, and the like Heritage had him at like plus two hundred six on the money line, and I was like, that's way too much. Like this early, the way like Marcus Zagorowski and Mitch Ballack can shoot, they could be back within like two minutes. They could have that game tied up, and sure enough, they did. So I hit that uh, that plus two hundred six money line bet pretty hard. So as far as the analysis goes, what sort of tools do you use, either within the community or outside of it? How do you analyze the matches? Like, what sort of websites do you use? And um, so yeah, uh, I usually start. I usually start uh, on Z codes. So, uh, I usually use the Game Center just to look up like what games are going on that day and get like a brief overview and how the teams have been playing. Um, and then I'll go from there. I'll you know check out the oscillator, check out the line reversal. Uh, then I I use uh, Action app uh here in the u.s that like uh tracks a lot of my plays i know g dog uses it because he's got uh he's got his charts up there sometimes so that's a pretty good one that shows a lot of good information like opening lines and like kind of the same like stuff in like the line reversal tool just in different uh different format um so then i'll start at the game center and move out from there and then uh i also have like i have models i started using the pythagorean expectation built a model for that uh, after Dr. Dreyer showed us that last year, that was, I thought that was pretty great for MLB. Um, and then I use uh, the captain's totals formula when he gave that out last year. I kind of built a model for that. So uh, really all I have to do for like those um, is go. I use team rankings a lot, and I drop in the raw data from team rankings into the model, and that kind of picks out like the totals and even like the ERA and like run scored and stuff like that. Um, and then I use for college basketball. I'm a big Ken Palm guy. Uh, so I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Ken Palm. He's like a super like college basketball nerd and goes like way into like the data analytics of it. 
So I use a lot of Ken Palm uh, for my college basketball models. Cool. So there's a lot of analysis in terms of uh, numbers. There is not much uh, emotional analysis as for uh, reading articles about, uh, oh, you know, this guy is feeling really confident lately and <laughs> he looks great on the pitch and so on and so yeah. forth. But... Uh, that's usually like the last step. Like once, once I have like kind of like my position determined, then I'll, I'll go look for news and, uh, on like what might be happening around the team or if anybody's hurt or anything like that. And then, uh, use, you know, anybody I can contact that's like close to the organization or close to the program. I'll try to get some like, you know, any kind of insider information I can from it. Uh, got a lot of friends, you know, uh, played division one golf. So I know a lot of people in college athletics that usually help out with stuff like that. Not so much pro sports. Pro sports is tough. That's a pretty tight knit organization. Hard to hard to get inside. So you play golf yourself? Yeah, yeah. So I I, uh, I grew up playing. I played football, basketball, baseball, and golf growing up. Um, yeah, play, pretty much playing sports my whole life. Uh, uh, Played Division One golf. Eventually left Penn State, went to a school in Rochester. Played Division Three golf for the next three years. Uh, played basketball one of those years at the D three school. Um, I'm, I'm six five. I'm probably like two sixty now. But I was probably about two two hundred back then. So I was a little a little more agile on my feet than I am now. Uh, still play a lot of golf. Uh, actually, just picked up tennis last year during COVID too. So that's kind of got me into tennis. And I, I actually I was betting tennis before I started playing tennis but anything that I bet on I like to I like to play too so I have an idea of the game uh so that was actually I picked up tennis because I, I was betting on it <laughs> so see so if you play golf I'm guessing you bet on it as well do you do you have any sort of system around it or bet on golf oh wow uh it's it's a weird it's an anomaly I've played golf since I was six like I'm a I'm like a two three handicap but I, I can't bet on it. There's just I, I even if I built like a model, I just I, there's like a lot of guys like Matt Wolf. His swing is just so unorthodox that I'm like I don't know how he hits the golf ball. I can't I can't in the right mind put money on somebody who I don't think hits the golf ball appropriately. You know, <laughs> uh, and then there's just there's so much when it comes down to what player's game is gonna is gonna fit better on different courses, and you don't know how they're gonna like they the. Uh, usga or like a major event they go and change the course completely like before it comes out um i'm actually about 45 minutes from the ocean course at kiowa where they're playing the pga championship this year and the pga's already been there for about six months and they're like basically redoing the entire course so even though i've played the golf course before and i'll be like i feel like i have a good kind of impression on how certain players will do there it's going to be a completely different course by the time it actually like kicks off. So I'm not going to, my predetermined knowledge isn't really like applicable. So have you ever considered automating any of your systems based on the fact that the sheer fact that you sort of use a lot of data analytics for. Yeah. Systems? Um, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm all about automation. You know, it's 21st century. Uh, my, I'm, a systems uh, analyst for a real estate development firm. So uh, we try to automate as much as possible. Anything manual is the devil. Um, and I'm like, I'm getting to that point where I'm able to like kind of quantify my analysis, which is tough. Uh, and once I can get it like quantified and get it to a point where I think you could like automate it, 
then then I'd definitely be all about it. I'm I'm just really trying to like nail down like what parts I can automate now and what I still need to work on. Um, it was actually old school that that pushed me to do that to try to really quantify uh, the different uh, ways I go about breaking down uh, a match or breaking down a game. And that's kind of once I get to that point, then I'll definitely make a good automation system. Cool. So just to wrap things up now, my last question will be, are you working on any new systems at the moment? Um, actually, yeah. Uh, so I, I just listened to the podcast uh, with Christopher and uh, the captain, and I'm really excited to see what they have coming coming up, uh, especially with like MLB. So last year at the end of MLB, like, is it the playoffs? So there's only like a couple games going on, and it's basically like you you get on one side or get on the other side, but instead of actually just betting the games like and and the playoffs like the pythagorean expectations like out the window you can't really run that like progressive system so i started getting into player props a lot uh i was a pitcher growing up so i I really kind of understood the game from that aspect um so i started getting into a lot of baseball player props and i think there's really good value in there like uh during the uh the world series one was like justin turner uh, one of the props was like hits plus runs plus RBIs over like two, and it was like plus one twenty five. And I was like, he's basically gonna hit that. You know, if he hits a home run, he get, he hits that automatically. You know, or mm-hmm. you know, he hits a double, he gets that automatically. So I'm like, there's a lot of value there to be had. So I'm really looking into putting together a new system around like baseball player props right now. Cool. Um, I'm really interested to find out how that's gonna go for you. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the the odds are good, you know, the, the odds are really good around something like that. So it, it's really going to come down to uh, knowing knowing who's playing well at the moment, uh, who's got a good beat on the ball and, you know, what kind of p- pitchers they do better against. Uh, so once I can kind of nail down something like that and then get the good odds, I think I think it could be profitable. Don't be shy to post the results and sort of your your picks for the backtesting purposes on the Zico world because there no, are always people who are going to have their own input as well and maybe you'll go from there in terms of like improving the system or changing a few things. It's always really good to have a second opinion of, from someone and the guys are really involved in uh, helping each other out. So, Oh, uh, for sure. You've got, and you've I, got I, the whole that's community. <laughs> one, thing, one thing I love about it, uh, you know, there's plenty of people to pick it apart and you know help help keep it help keep it moving and you're always gonna like you build something and you only see it from one kind of standpoint but you really need that outsider's perspective and that constructive criticism to get a better viewpoint on what you're working on because you you know you're automatically biased because you work on it so i think that's that's what's great about the community is nobody really comes in and is like oh yeah this sucks uh really you're going to get that that unbiased perspective like you know especially from a veteran like you know like i said old school Christopher captain like butcher they've been around for a while so they're going to say you know this this part needs a little work you know tweak here look here or like they'll kick you in the right direction Mm. thank you so much for for your time chris i think you know that there will hopefully will be a second part uh, if you find time because i think you have a great story to tell that we didn't get into everything we didn't get an opportunity to talk about everything, but there's a couple of questions in my head already that I could ask you. 
<laughs> yeah, but, no. Uh, hey, hey, thanks for having me, and yeah, I, I, an honor to to jump on uh, jump on the podcast. You know, there's been a lot of a lot of great legends from the community that have done these, so I'm, I'm proud to be in good company. Um, <laughs> and I'm uh, want to thank you and Mike and the rest of the back end team and for what you guys do. You guys really give us uh, limitless possibilities out there. Uh, and you brought everybody together, which is hard to do these days. Definitely. <laughs> as, as long as you know people find time to do those, I always find time uh, to, rec- to do recording. It's great to, to speak to everyone and have their side of the story. Yeah, man, no, I, I enjoyed it. I, en- I enjoyed speaking with you. I'd love to do another one. Cool. Awesome, man. Uh, wish you best of luck uh, to your new systems coming up and... Uh, Keep on winning, <laughs> and yeah, I'm, uh, we'll, we'll talk to each I'm other. Gearing soon. up right now for Selection Sunday. You can see I, I got uh, my Moorhead State T-shirt on right now. Uh, <laughs> Moorhead State basketball. They just won the Ohio Valley Conference. I, I've been kind of on them all year, posting a lot of the a lot of plays around them. But this shirt, my uh, basically the closest thing I'd have to a sister. Her husband is the assistant coach there, so he sent me this shirt. It's signed by all the players. So I joke around. I'm like their biggest fan this year. <laughs> It's gonna be a lucky shirt now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be wearing in that first round of the game. They're probably if they're a 12 seed. I really hope they're a 12 seed because every year a 12 seed beats a five seed. So if they're a 12 seed, I'm hoping they upset somebody big. Like if they like pull somebody like Missouri, who's like terrible raw defensive efficiency, like they could totally upset them. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, best of luck with that, and uh, hopefully talk to you soon. Yeah, man, definitely. I'll talk Thank to you soon. Thank you so much. Take care. care. Thank you for listening to our Z Code Sports Betting Podcast, where insider systems, secrets, and tools are revealed to help you win on sports betting. If you have a comment or question, make sure to visit us at www.zcodesystem.com. Download our free sports prediction tools and join our VIP club to follow winning systems from people who make a living betting sports professionally. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. See you next time.